Welcome to the Salted Carmel Podcast from Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church, where we talk about individual faith stories. I'm Jody Curtis, a parishioner, and with me is my favorite podcaster, David <laughs> Cook, the stewardship director at Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church. Well, I'm super excited about our guest today. Who do we have today, David? Our guest today is Father Christian DiCarlo. Father, not a lot of people know about you, so tell us about yourself. I grew up very far away from Carmel in the town of Zionsville, which is just about 20 minutes away, and went to school there. And my first Catholic school was seminary because I went to public school throughout my time in Zionsville. And uh, then I went to seminary in Minnesota for three years, and then Maryland for four. And then I came back, and my first assignment was here at Our Lady Mount Carmel. Well, nice. Well, we, we've definitely appreciated having you here. Can you uh, tell me, tell us about your, your faith life growing up in public school and with your family? What was that like? It was very good. My dad is the Catholic one in our family and uh, was the one that, you know, kept us going to Mass. And uh, so my parents got divorced when I was 10. And, and that was uh, kind of, it was obviously a, a big challenge for me. But in the midst of all that, uh, my dad kept us, uh, we would keep going to Sunday Mass. That was always the hallmark of our Sundays. We'd go to 8 a.m. Mass. And then for a time growing up, we would also go to um, Sunday school at the Lutheran Church where my mom would attend. But it wasn't until I became a sophomore in high school that I uh, was sitting on the front steps of St. Alphonsus Liguori Catholic Church in uh, the, the one parish in Zionsville. And there was a, a guy there who uh, is now a priest. His name is Father Michael Bauer. Uh, he was a senior. I was a sophomore. And we were really, at the time, I was kind of going back and forth about uh, about my faith, you know, Am I Catholic? Am I Lutheran? You know, who am I? What am I? And in the midst of all of that, we were just sitting on those front steps and we were just talking. I was kind of sharing with him some of the challenges and things I was wrestling with. And uh, he was like, you know, Christian, you really should uh, look into joining the Knights of the Holy Temple. And I took him uh, up on that offer and uh, the rest is history. Uh, from there, I I got to know a lot of priests, especially Father Brian Dorr, and through our friendship, uh, which has continued to this day, and uh, has been a huge influence uh, for me, and especially in continuing, especially in high school, to be a part of the Knights and uh, getting to know priests. And that was kind of that first invitation to discern the priesthood. Nice. Well, I mean, I know we have the Knights at Our Lady, but some of our parishioners might not know exactly what that is. They might know them by just seeing them. Do you mind explaining what the Knights are and also maybe giving a little pitch to have some young men join the Knights? Of course. So the Knights is a group for high school guys to have a Catholic uh, fraternity, so to say, uh, for high school. So it's focused around uh, the Catholic faith. It's focused on the Mass, serving at Mass, but it's not only that. It's an opportunity for these high school guys to come together with like-minded men who are striving to grow in their faith, uh, to try their best together to live it out in, in our world today. 
and you know having social events together and and doing all sorts of of service projects all focused on con- that community uh, to grow in the faith together and a big part of that is serving in mass would you say that would be joining the knights was your main conversion moment um i, I think the knights if i I mean, the Knights of the Holy Temple was a a very uh, important dimension of of my life. I wouldn't be here as a priest today if it uh, wasn't for the Knights of the Holy Temple. You know, I probably would because it's, it's God's will, and He has other ways of of bringing about His will. When we say, "I'm not ready yet," but it was really, really a powerful and fruitful and good good experience um, growing up to be part of the Knights. And what is your life like in Christ now? It's awesome. Uh, it's every day is different. Uh, I, I really loved uh, being a priest uh, and just kind of reflecting on all the things that have happened in these just first two years of priesthood for me. Um, so I was ordained in June of eighteen, and then, uh, as you know, some we had the priest scandals came back up uh, in that year in that summer of twenty eighteen. And so that was quite a big shock to be a newly ordained priest in the midst of all of that, just ordained about a month, two months. Uh, so that was a big moment of trying to work through all that now as a priest and having no direct relation to anything that had happened, but being a priest, uh, being a face of the church. So trying to help people listen to people make amends through sacrifice, through penance, for or the effects of what has happened. And then, you know, kind of going through the rest of the year uh, with that. And then I had a, a big personal injury where I uh, fractured my jaw. And that was uh, obviously a very trying time of being on a liquid diet for about six weeks. And then now we have the COVID pandemic. So it's everything has been pretty interesting. Uh, quite a quite a whirlwind of, of two years as, as a priest. But God has been present in everything, and He has been a source of comfort, of consolation, uh, and the thing that has been a source of peace and strength for me is is the Mass, uh, the sacraments, being able to celebrate the sacraments as well as being um, able to receive them, and uh, being able to join people and walk with people uh, in difficult times as well. Uh, And God has provided that grace through prayer and has been most present in my life. And for that, I'm very grateful. Well, that's awesome. Let's, uh, let's backtrack a little bit. Was, was it as crazy in the seminary, or was it kind of, what was it like in the seminary? Also, how did you get into the seminary? <laughs> so I'll just give you a quick synopsis here. So my senior year of high school, I did an internship at my parish where uh, it was basically I got to miss school to go to church. Uh, it was, it was so great. So my second semester of high school, I would uh, go to first period, which was lifeguarding class. So I'm lifeguard for the lifeguarding class. And then I'd go to St. Alphonsus, make a holy hour, go to 9am mass. After that would shadow Father Joshua Jenko, uh, now a dear friend of mine, in the parish office just to see what priestly life was like. So that was every Monday to Friday. At that point, I developed a very consistent and enduring relationship with Christ in, in, in the Blessed Sacrament, making that time in the chapel every, every day. 
and that is a habit that I have continued to this day. Uh, I think one of the great themes of eventually getting into seminary is that daily holy hour, that daily hour of, of presence with the presence himself, with the with the uh, with God and the Eucharist. In seminary, I eventually went to St. John Vianney in Minnesota. But before that, I spent a year at Purdue. I wasn't ready to say yes. I needed an extra push. I needed an extra year at Purdue to make that. And and again, praying, going to Mass, uh, trying to give the best of myself to God first. And from there, I uh, was finally able to, uh, to find the courage after some encouragement from Father Brian Dorr uh, to, to go to seminary. Uh, he accepted me and uh, then sent me off, uh, now a seminarian of the Diocese of Lafayette, up to St. John Vianney and St. Paul. And there I studied uh, philosophy for three years. And uh, that was actually the first place where I met David. And uh, we got to uh, know each other up there at the seminary. And then after, after graduating, went to Mount St. Mary's in Emmitsburg, Maryland, which is an hour north of Washington, D.C., Baltimore, and just 20 minutes away from Gettysburg. So um, and, that, and it was at Mount St. Mary's that I studied theology. Would you say that that, that daily prayer, uh, like outside of anything else, that was what led you closest to God? Yes, and surrounding myself with people that challenged me to be great people that challenged me to be better, to be holier, to push myself, to exercise, to, you know, to keep learning, to keep studying, uh, to continue, continue to sacrifice and give of myself. Um, we had a, a theme at college seminary. It was men in Christ, men of the church, and men for others. And that's something that I, I still try to live today. Is it is it easy to keep that kind of community as a now a priest, ordained priest? Uh, it's something you have to fight for, uh, but we make it happen. And I have a, a great fraternity of brother priests that, again, do that same thing, challenge me to be great. Uh, and, and I challenge them just as much. And to be keep going back to prayer, to keep spending time uh, studying, learning, and all that. And Father, you've, you've mentioned several people already, but anyone else that was a big faith influencer for you throughout your life? I think uh, my dad's consistency in uh, continuing to take us to Mass and his witness of prayer, but also uh, Father Brian Dorr, uh, Father Janko, and then just some of the other classmates I had in seminary. Well, you know, our, at Our Lady, our saying, our tagline is grateful no matter what. What are you most grateful for this week? This week, being able to have uh, public Mass. Most grateful that we could have public mass this week. And what you know, by naming the podcast Salted Carmel, we've we've been trying to redeem that phrase salty. What keeps you salty? Jokingly, Father Hurley. <laughs> uh, but seriously, I think I I try to keep going back to prayer uh, and reflecting on the scriptures, um, really trying to meditate on them and let them speak to me first and then sharing the fruit of that prayer in the homily. Well, I mean, kind of on that that note of what how you're staying salty, we like to challenge everybody with a call to action, but sometimes we think about it. But do you have a good call to action for us this week for our listeners? What's been on my mind in this season uh, 
of Pentecost, you know, we, re- recently we celebrated that day of the Holy Spirit descending upon the apostles, the Holy Spirit coming upon us. And in my uh, homily that I gave for Pentecost, I was thinking about uh, a couple things of for us to believe in the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit has entered us, that God's love has been poured into our hearts. And as we go out in our world to share that, to live that uh, relationship with Christ and having the courage to speak, because the Holy Spirit will give us the words, uh, the Holy Spirit will give us the courage with with, uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit uh, in each of our life to spread the gospel. I mean, we we, each of us is called, every Christian, to go out and spread the gospel, to preach the kingdom of God. Uh, and to bring as many people into it as possible. And so maybe our challenge this week is uh, to be ready to have a conversation with someone in our life and, yeah, just to have that conversation, to bring up Christ, uh, to bring up our relationship with Him, and and praying for that courage from the Holy Spirit, with the Holy Spirit in in our daily life. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us and telling your story to our listeners this week. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Of course. It's been a joy having you. We're grateful you're at the parish. Yeah. All right. Stay salty. Let's end with a prayer. God, our Father, I pray that through the Holy Spirit, I might hear the call of the new evangelization to deepen my faith grow in confidence to proclaim the gospel and boldly witness to the saving grace of your Son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Thanks for listening today. And stay salty.